BDSM and non-standard relationships. Star exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As, as well, well as, as simply, simply fun, fun kink. You'll find shows on these topics and more at eroticawakeningpodcast.com. This week on Erotic Awakening, topping from the bottom, polyamory secrets and tentacle shoes. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. How long has it been since we've done this podcast thing? It's been a couple of weeks. It's really crazy, so just been busy don't like letting it slip and then we start jonesing for it yes so, you know gotta gotta get it done gotta get it done and unfortunately we've uh, been uh, perplexed with technical issues as of late mm-hmm. we did a fantastic interview with some friends of ours in the sparky. chicago sparky oh, and red yeah. well sparky primarily and um unfortunately that interview has gone um haywire so at the end of this show, we're going to put half of a show that refers to a show that never actually got done. So, yeah. I'm sorry, Sparky. We'll get up with you again. So we'll be in Chicago again, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about rope and what it's like to fly. You would think after 360-some episodes, we wouldn't have so many technical difficulties, you but would indeed think. we do. Well, you would think. But that's okay. We've got it all worked out today on the show. We are going to be talking about topping from the bottom, and not just from a perspective of a, not like a... Um, classical BDSM perspective, but also mm-hmm. from a power exchange perspective. It's very interesting at the dominant round table the other night, there were a fair number of newer dominants, people that had less than a year in oh, the lifestyle. Yeah. And we talked about, well, what's, what, are you guys going to be comfortable if you have a submissive who's already established and has 10 years mm-hmm. in the lifestyle or something already and that kind of thing? Uh, some other stuff as well, as far as the relying on the experience of the both people in a relationship. So, nice. We'll have other things to talk about. We chit-chat a lot. We do indeed. Uh, and also we have the, before we get into that, we do want to mention that the secrets of polyamory are right around the corner. You and I are actually leading a full uh, five-hour polyamory intensive here in the Columbus, Ohio. That's not too far away. It's not too far away. It's just a couple of weeks away, August 8th. And um, you're going to put the link if people want to come to the intensive. You're going to put the link on the show notes. Absolutely. Awesome. So, and we're going to try to, um, we've done this intensive a couple of times before. And we are going to cover a lot of stuff in the intensive. So we cover, you know, building the foundation and jealousy and compersion and being an introvert versus an extrovert and how they can work together and, you know, different things to look out for and tools with jealousy and tools for building compersion. And I mean, just a lot of stuff that we can cover in. It's going to be four and a half hours because we're going to take a half hour lunch break that we provide. Mm -hmm. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And we usually hear a lot of great stuff about it. Absolutely. I I think that it is a as nice as it'll be with going to beyond the love mm-hmm. where you can spend all of saturday in a variety of classes with 200 other people right. which is a fantastic uh experience oh, this yeah. will be a much smaller i think we've capped it at a 20, dozen or yeah. 20 people yeah. uh so that you can interact and you can have your situation specifically addressed and mm-hmm. we're gonna do this huge dump of stuff that we've been meaning to put into a book Right. We're going to say instead, bring your pencil and your and your notebook, and it's, we're just going to tell you what's going to be in that book in about five hours based on our experience over the last ten years with the polyamory stuff. Ten years? It's been much longer than that, no, sir. No, it couldn't have been. I'm not it that old. It is. It is. Well, speaking of birthdays, <laughs> <laughs> your birthday was yesterday. We had a really good time with that, speaking of Polly. <laughs> yes, we absolutely did. We had a fantastic time. You and Karen did a wonderful job of and putting bat. together... And bats. Oh, my God. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, um, I tell you, the, the photo board that, between the three of you, showed up on the wall there was just... There's, not only was it fascinating, but it was also fantastic. Um. Yeah, yeah, I just, I can't even say enough about it and about the entire experience. Absolutely. It was good. Yeah. We put it together and invited your new play partner and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, their, 
their people and their their life and you know it was a whole thing we even invited an old poly partner they weren't able to make it though mm-hmm. so we invited a couple actually so it was kind of neat yeah, I, the the whole thing and friends as well. Oh, absolutely, um, and staff, and you know, just yeah, good. It was a fantastic people. experience. Uh, although I will say, I did learn that uh, you and Karen can be some sneaky biatas. <laughs> I never lied. When you said something, and I almost had a heart. Bat felt quite <laughs> bad about the lies because she did have to tell what she perceived as a lie, right? Uh, where she said, "I wanted to give you this because I won't see you on." Be- or on your birthday. Right. Or something along those something lines. Something along but. those lines. She tried to word it so it wasn't a lie. And that's very difficult. And, you know, and that's why I've never tried to throw you a surprise birthday before. Because it's hard when when you say something like, oh, I thought you were going to throw me a party. And I have no response because there is nothing I can say that would not be a lie. So I just pouted at you. It was fantastic. Thank you very much. Never do it again. Okay. A lot of people have been sending us tentacle links as normal, but this time around, it has been the shoes. People have sent... Oh, my goodness. I mean, everyone, apparently, this these shoes are all over the place. Uh, Sarah, Rose Song, 705, Silver Mask, etc., etc., have all sent you link to these crazy tentacle shoes. Sheba did... Um, my boyfriend's wife did, you know, everybody. I got tagged all over the place on these shoes. That sounds like a Fox sitcom for some reason. Oh, yeah? My boyfriend's wife. They were, yeah. They were beautiful shoes. I couldn't wear them. They had the tentacles coming out of them. And if I tried to walk in them, I would end up hooking the tentacles together. So it would just be, that would be a comedy. That'd be a tragic comedy because yes. I hurt myself. Uh, amongst the other than tentacle shoes, Silver Mask also sent in a very cool tentacle cloud, kind of a Cthulhu coming out of the cloud sort of thing. And although did not send wax on or uh, food on boobs, did instead send wax on cheeks, and those were pretty damn hot. You so got I a boob drinking cup yesterday. I did get a boob drinking cup out of my. So it's not really food on boobs; it's food that comes out of a boobs. Boob. Uh, and it started the whole conversation. What if boobs really did? Uh, when you sucked on nipples, they really did come out ice cream, because I ate ice cream out of my boob cup. cup. That, that conversation oh, that went neat. crazy. You know what? If boobs, wow! If you could get ice cream from boobs, no one would ever leave the house. No one would ever leave the house. That is very true. <laughs> and fat people would have this whole new look at. Oh, look at that fatty! He's, you know what he's been doing? All right, that'd be your new sign that you're a, a happening kind of person. I love that idea. Love that idea. Oh my goodness! So we, before we jump into the uh, question or the uh, topic for the day, I do want to mention the Erotic Awakening Podcast Network is up to eleven shows now. I'm getting ready to put out a new Mistress Simone show. Nice. One of our newer shows uh, gives you the opportunity to leave anonymous voicemail for with your kinky love questions, uh, calls about wax play, feminism, and callers. Uh, Plus, you can hear screams from a nipple twist. So that's one of our podcasts out there. Uh, you can find that and a bunch of other shows at eroticawakeningpodcastnetwork.com. Nice. I like the idea that we have so many. I know Crazy Heart just put out another one, too. Mm-hmm. So, and there's a few more that have just come Absolutely. out. Absolutely. So. Well, let's get into it then, I suppose. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. So, how are you? I'm doing Okay. It's been a stressful weekend. It has been a stressful weekend. Well, not for me. I thought it was quite easy. You found it quite easy? Although I do want to mention next time that you throw me a surprise party. Yes. You have to include my um, mentor over in Monkland. Okay. Because I missed some of my Buddhist stuff. Ooh. So. Uh, okay. As, which our podcast listeners may or may not know that I am on the uh, path of becoming a monk of all things. But. I had to miss some stuff, and it was because it was a surprise. I didn't know what I was doing on Sunday. I, 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 the conversations that were going on during your birthday party, I, <laughs> I will tell you this <laughs> about that. In? <laughs> First, I, one of the reasons that I recognized that the person who is my mentor in this path of becoming a monk was mm-hmm. the right pick for me because he did one of those likes on the new Ash versus the Evil Dead <gasps> television show that Stars oh, has nice. coming out. So I okay. said, well, there's somebody that I can relate to that has the that same views work. that I do. But some of these conversations were much... Kevin and Katie were there. Oh, yes. 
So clearly. <laughs> what Katie talks about is so awesome. <laughs> so as I mentioned the other, uh, not too long ago, we were in the dominant roundtable, the AIS dominant roundtable. And that is where people who identify as leaders in, not only leaders in power exchange relationships, but also just people that uh, identify clearly just as a dominant were on, we were sitting around in our little dominant roundtable meeting, mm-hmm. and we were talking about what's, you know, can a submissive or a lowercase type lead your relationship from a level of, not lead the relationship, but provide experience and provide insight, and how do you deal with that? And... Or would you even deal with it? Are you comfortable having a relationship where somebody has more experience than you when you're supposed to be leading this relationship? Well, well, that's a really good question because there are a lot of experienced subs out there without masters and a lot of new um, potential masters mm-hmm. coming into the lifestyle. So if they rule out the experienced subs right off the bat... Wow, that that knocks out a lot of people that could be really good partners. And it makes me wonder if it's more of an ego thing than something that that could work. Well, that's certainly part of it, right, is you have to be able to, in my opinion at least, Mm -hmm. um, here's the challenge to it, is that to be able to lead a power exchange relationship, you have to have a good sense of self to start with right right you have to be able to find your own seat of power you have to be able to develop and given the opportunity to develop your own confidence and at the same time you don't want to be a dick right if somebody new to the lifestyle started to see you mm-hmm. you know and let's say you're getting ready to go to one of the leather events you know what people expect there. You know what the protocols are. You know, Me personally? Yeah, yeah. Yes, absolutely. So it would be foolish of somebody not to rely on your experience. Mm-hmm. But how would you feel about that every time if you had this new dominant or this new mistress? That every time they went to do something, they stopped and checked with you first and said, is it okay if I do it this way? Is this the appropriate way to do this? Will people laugh at me if I do it this way? Yeah. Wow. I can see where that would be a challenge. You know, because yeah, I actually that, 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 have... That, what is, so how do you feel how, about that? How do I feel about that? Yes. In little doses, I could see where it would be like, oh, they trust my opinion and they're actually looking for a voice, you know, for me to, to share what I know. And wow, they've set their ego aside. And, you know, this is actually kind of cool. But me personally, I think that would only work in small doses. Mm-hmm. Because I have a dominant personality, I... As in, I can lead things, I can be in charge, I can do what needs to be done if it mm-hmm. has to be done. And if you put me in that for too long, then I'm going to feel like I'm in control of the relationship. And if you then try to punish me for something, I'm going to get a little, a little perturbed because right. I'm going to get confused as to what my role is. Right. So in little doses, I can absolutely do that. You know, I would, I would be honored to answer questions like that. Right. But, um, but yeah, on an ongoing basis, that, that would be difficult for me because Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to feel my, my slave space. Right. So, and, and if I'm out of slave space for too long, what's going through my head right now is, is marriage number one. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what would happen is I would turn back into that person, I think, and always be in charge, and I would start giving the commands. And then that would, I'm going to use the word em- emasculate, okay. even if it's a mistress, you know, yeah, 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 it, yeah. it would take away their, their power. Right. So how can they, how can they experience their power if now I'm starting to take it away? Mm-hmm. Because I've been put in a position where I know more. Sure. So, that, yeah. And that, that's what part of this challenge is, right? And somebody was talking about how they would prefer a situation where, similar to what our situation was. You and I were both newbies together. Mm-hmm. We were both learning our own roles and how to interact with each other together. Mm-hmm. Um, so we both made a lot of dumb mistakes, but we were both making mistakes. Right. And somebody was expressing that that's their preference. That's, that's how they want to do things. But again, and it's fine. 
there's nothing wrong with that. It certainly worked okay for us. The challenge with that, again, that cuts out a lot of the population that of people that might potentially be a good partner for you because they may have more experience than you do. Right. The challenge becomes, for me, it, it gets to be where if I am with somebody who has more experience than me, you have to allow yourself to continue to be that leader, be mistress, mm -hmm. master, mistress, whatever term you use, and build these microcosm, like we talk about porch space, where we have this pure, non-hierarchical relationship space where you and I can talk about things. Right. To have that kind of a check-in, you know, maybe on, on before you leave for GLLA, sit down your slave and say, okay, slave, I want you to tell me what I'm going, what to expect mm -hmm. from your experience, what's going to be happening, you know, and give them the opportunity to, to lead or to give you information and share some experience, but because at your bequest, because right. you've said, all right, slave, here's your time to tell me everything I need to know. Mm -hmm. You've got, you've been to three of these GLLA things, for example, and I've never been to one. What's the expectations? What's the difference between this and a kink event, right? right. Et cetera, et cetera. Well, the other thing that I would ask for in that situation, let's say we're going to GLLA, mm -hmm. like you said, use the same example. Um, it would probably also be beneficial to have that time at the end of each night as well while we're there because having it all up front, I may forget some things. And if during the event there's something that I'm like, oh, crap, you know, I really need him to know this. I forgot about sharing that, you know, and not do it during the event time. Mm -hmm. You know, have like, okay, so at 8 o'clock, between this and this, we're going to go back to the room each night, and or, or whatever. You know, it doesn't mean anything has to be talked about, but know that there's going to be that potential time so that I'm not interrupting your dominance during the daytime or during workshops or whatever. And then that evening I can say, um, you know, sir, if you don't mind, I would mm -hmm. like to suggest, or, yeah. you know, something I forgot about that, you know, may be important, you know, or something. But I get to word it in a way that we can actually stay in our power exchange. So, you know, I, I like that idea. So the, the peer time before the event, so that everything can just get hashed out and laid out. Mm -hmm. And then during the event, I can still bring stuff up, but in a respectful way. And not just at events, but in your day-to-day -day life as mm -hmm. well, right? You have to have that kind of balance. For me, from the top, from the leadership perspective, um, I want to be allowed to make mistakes, you mm -hmm. know, and just own your mistakes. That's the, the key to being new to something and having that experience to miss over that. Just do stuff. And make mistakes. And if you make a mistake, say, oh, yeah, that was my mistake. I'll go do it different next time. Part of it is that even though you might say, and it might be, you know, if, if somebody were to take over as your master at this point, I've trained you to do certain things in a certain way. Yes, sir. So if you had a new, especially somebody new to the lifestyle, you would probably do things a certain way. For example, you would prevent, present a cup of coffee in the morning the same way you always do it to me for me right now. Right. Right. If I'm this new master, it's going to be tempting to think, oh, that must be the right way to receive coffee oh, in the morning. True. And gosh, I, you know what? I actually don't even like coffee. I'd rather have Pepsi. But I guess this is what I'm supposed to be doing because this, this experience submissive is you know, doing this thing. And she's been doing it this way for 10 years. Um, for me to regain and to keep the balance on that is to say, you know, when somebody is doing that, let them perform whatever ritual it is or whatever and, and then and say, okay, so tell me about that. What is the purpose of it? Mm -hmm. Why are you doing that? Oh, I always used to do this for master. Okay, great. Why? Well, that's the way we do it here in Ohio in the leather community. <laughs> okay, that's great. That's the way we do it here in Ohio in the leather community. Okay. And I might decide to keep that or not. Mm -hmm. But I want to put my own stamp on it as well. Right. right. So I might add something like, all right, well, from now on, when you bring me a cup of coffee, before you enter the room, you're going to stop and count to three. And you're going to pause. And then you'll walk in the room. And, you you know, the, the experienced submissive might say, oh, well, geez, nobody does it that way. That's not the way it's – no, no, it's the way I do it. Right. Because the reality is there is no one method, even right. in Leatherland, where there's, there's far no... more protocol and far more uh, likelihood that you'll have a, a similar way of doing things mm -hmm. than you would in Kinkland. There is still no one as they say, true way, way yes. <laughs> it's very true. So I can see how it would be challenging for both because 
sometimes a slave, when a slave is trained, is like, aha, I've been trained. Right. Now I know what I'm doing. So to start with a new master, I could see where it would be very challenging because they would have to relearn some stuff, especially if the other master knows what he likes and knows what he wants and is willing to speak up and make it happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and if that happens, then, um, I, I mean, kudos. You know, the slave gets to learn something new. So, but it can be challenging for us that like structure as well, because now we're starting from the beginning and sometimes starting fresh is much easier than unlearning something and relearning. So, but. And we've talked about that in the past. Is there any Mm -hmm. value in sending your slave off to slave school? Right. Right. I mean, if somebody, if there's a podcast listener out there right now and they've got a submissive and they're like, oh, I want to send her over to. Or him over to Dan and Dawn's for a while. They wrote this book, Living a Mess. They really know mm-hmm. what's going on. Yeah, we'd be happy to train them in the way that I want things done. Right. And you would train them in, in the way that I want things done. Right. And then they could go home and, and say, they, and then all they could do is serve me. That's what they've learned to do is serve me. Now, granted, part of it is that, you know, when I take on new submissives, there are generics that I train on. Mm-hmm. Right. Like with Bat, I said, one of the things you're going to learn how to do is high protocol leather because I want you to learn how to do that, even if it never comes up. Now, that happens to be where we often find our space. Mm-hmm. But things like that, I just, I, you know, if a slave comes to me, some of the things that I'm going to teach them are transferable. Some of them are not. but And some of them are not transferable because people, what I value, example, right speech. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that before, where you weren't even allowed to post on the internet until you posted in such a way that I thought reflected me well. Right. Some masters and mistresses are like, oh, no, go to town. Go be a snarky bitch and attack people all you want. You know, I don't care. Well, I can't teach you how to do that. Right. right? I can only teach you the op- how to not be a dick. Mm-hmm. So it can be very challenging, and but it can be rewarding as well. I mean... When we first got into the lifestyle, there was someone that we knew that he was a a master that came in new, and it was experienced slaves that he played with Mm -hmm. first and that he learned, you know, protocol from. So, and to this day, he'll say that's where he got his training from, Mm -hmm. that he didn't know of any peer mentors. He didn't know of any other masters to even talk to. So he taught, there was two women, and... He worked with these two slaves, and basically what they would tell him was um, how they thought. So he learned how slaves think Mm -hmm. by talking to two experienced slaves. You know, when he punishes, how does that make them feel? When he does this, how does it make them feel? So he learned the emotional side that way. Hmm. Because some of us new slaves, us new slaves, when I was new, you know, I didn't always know how to verbalize my emotions because this was a new experience for me all i knew is that my belly had this feeling in it and i wanted to cry i didn't really have the words for it or what even had triggered it whereas an experienced slave has worked through some of that stuff so when a new master says you know gives an order or whatever the experienced slave can actually verbalize how that makes them feel and the new master can learn about slaves in that manner Mm -hmm. So, whereas you and I, we just kind of broke down and <laughs> kind of mashed it out together, right. you know, because we didn't have a lot of peers either. So, how would you, rec- what would you recommend if you are a experienced submissive and you have a newer to lifestyle, <clears throat> excuse me, master or mistress or dominant person, how would you approach, maybe not approach, that's not, but how do you help Top, how do you help teach them what they need to know? How do you help them become a better master without, as you said, you know, without just straight up, yo, you're doing it wrong? Right. Absolutely with respect. I mean, because um, I really find this different than from topping from the bottom. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. people talk about topping from the bottom. This is not, this is about. So um, what is topping from the bottom real quick? Topping from the bottom to me is a submissive or slave that uses manipulation Mm -hmm. to get what they want. Yeah. 
whether it's through snarky attitude, whether it's through lying. My real, it's my master, whatever. my old master never would have done it that way. But right. yeah, you it's do whatever you want. It's emotional blackmail. Yes. To me. Okay. okay. Sure. Now, and not all, you know, always. Sometimes there's Sometimes a play, it's play aspect of it. Blah, right, blah, right, right, but right. the way I see, you know, when people really talk negatively about topping from the bottom, it's about a slave losing their place. Yeah. And trying to manipulate something right. or um, anyway. So I see this differently than topping from the bottom. So it's about learning. So I would just really do it respectfully, you know, and I would ask if I could offer something knowing the answer might be no. Maybe you don't want to know what it is that I have mm-hmm. to offer. So, you know, maybe you've got your own ideas. And so how about we're, we're me, a, a new top type. Mm hmm. And you, and we're at a small gathering, mm-hmm. and, um, oh, okay, so here we go. Master Zed walks in. Master Zed's one of those leather types, and he's wearing his cover, and he puts his cover down, and your dominant says, hey, that's a cute hat. I think I'll go over and put it on. You know, how do you take something like that? I mean, not, I don't. I don't mean this in like a panic situation right. like this would be, but right. you know, how would you say? How do you approach that person and say, "Master"? In this case, for the people that don't know, this is a bad thing. It's considered. Mm-hmm. It's considered a social faux pas to do such a thing. How do you? What would you do in that situation? How would you get master's attention to to, to lead them and educate them? Well, it might be a simple. God, I'd really hope the right words would come to me at the time. Right, but you know, it's hard to think on the spot now. But um, more than likely, I would touch his arm mm-hmm. to get attention. And it would be, um, you know, sir, that would probably be frowned upon, you know, if you did that. Or, you know, something like that. But it, it would still be respectful. And it would be kind of hesitant, you know, as in, I'm not trying to chastise you, but I'm offering you information so that you look your best. Mm-hmm. Right. Sort of thing. So... Yeah. How you do it is important. Absolutely. It's not that you're, how you convey the, well, it is not only how you convey the information, but what is your intent behind conveying that information? Mm-hmm. You may be valuable to start off with in this situation for the submissive to say, sir, if there, or ma'am, if there's a situation where I think my experience is of value, do you, would you like me to speak up? Mm-hmm. And if so, how? The, again, what you've done is returned power to that leader of the right. relationship and says, and they can say, yes. Now, first off, if they say no, I could give a rat's ass what your opinion is. I don't care if you've been around for 10 years. I've been on FetLife for two months. You may have not made a great choice to start with. <laughs> you know, but if they say, uh, yes, you can, but I want you just speak up whenever you feel like it is one way you could do. But as... What I would recommend for this new person is says yes, and you know when you want my attention on those kind of matters, um, touch my hand in this particular way, mm-hmm. or use this code phrase. And when I respond that I'm ready, then you can give me what information I want. Because again, I as this leader in a relationship, you're more experienced. I don't want to be a dick about it. I want to gain. So this is what the nice thing about power exchange relationships are: is I rely on your strength. I rely on your wisdom in areas. So, for example, officiating weddings, mm-hmm. you're much better at that than I am. You've got experience. I have experience, but you're much better at it than I am. Thank you, you have so. much more experience. You know how to build scripts. You know what things work. because you. So it would be foolish of me not to rely on your experience with if I was going to put together a wedding. The challenge is that doesn't make me less of a master, and to right. recognize that. It's how do I approach you and gain that information, you know, to say, when I go to the library, the bookshelf, and pick a book up off the shelf, that doesn't make me dumb. That's not an acknowledgement of being stupid. That's an acknowledgement of me recognizing a source of wisdom and gaining from it. So that's how I you like approach that. that as that person new in a relationship. Um, I like the idea of um, masters that like strong slaves, you know? So you've got a rock at your back. So if you've got a, a slave that's knowledgeable and, and can learn about things and teach you things, and yeah, but it is. It's all about how it's done. Mm-hmm. So my, my <laughs> when you were talking about the cover, though, the thing that I would have to school myself on would be my facial reaction, though, because it's very hard for me to school my initial 
<laughs> just the initial way. If you'd have said that you were going to go over there and just pick up another master's cover, my eyes probably would have got wide first. Right. <laughs> and then the new master would probably go, yes, do you have an issue? <laughs> yeah. And then it would be, well, sir. <laughs> you would probably jump on the cover like a hand grenade or something like no! <laughs> no, I would do my best to do it respectfully. So I'd, I'd like to think that I've at least learned that with this many years. The only, the last thing that I want to say about this is for the new master, for the new mistress, remember when you're feeling challenged or you're wondering, you know, why is this, um, how am I supposed to be in a relationship with somebody who's got three or four or ten years under their belts and got experience? that there's some point where they want to be in a relationship with you. The reason they're there is because they want to be with you. They've recognized something in you that they want to be part of. So be that dominant, be that leader in the relationship. And, um, you know, just every once in a while, I, I think about that. What does this person see in me? Right. Oh, well, you know what? I don't know what they see in me, but I don't. they, they see something in me. They accepted the collar. Mm-hmm. They accepted the relationship. So stop doubting yourself and get down to mm-hmm. it. So and and then my advice is is that you know I've been doing this for 15 16 years and there's times that I take someone to a party you know and I still go as a this submissive person that I am the slave mm-hmm. to you and then they want to talk me and I can tell that they're nervous because they're new right and Basically, it's just be yourself. My walls may be up for a little bit, but if you allow yourself to be that dominant person, they're going to come down so that that power exchange happens if that's what needs to happen for that moment of time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just if you've got a person that's been in for years, if you've got a slave or submissive that's been in for years, more than likely they've been in some relationships before that's got some bad baggage. You know, so just keep being yourself and keep keep being the dominant that you are and earn their trust. You know, that was one of the things that you and I did. We earned each other's trust mm-hmm. over time. And it was by, you know, being transparent and being, you know, trustworthy. And that's going to be what speaks. And then you'll have the respect of your submissive and they're not going to want to, you know, make things to where you can't be empowered in that role. The other thing you might want to consider is find a mentor, a peer mentor. Absolutely. You know, when, and so that you won't feel like, gee, I'd have, I have to keep going to my submissive for advice. Right. You know, right. So that's that. If you would like to uh, suggest something for us to talk about, you can get a hold of us in a variety of ways, such as getting a hold of us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Or go into our webpage where we've got a lot of ways to contact us. And one of them is through FetLife with the group Erotic Awakening, two words. Other ways to contact us as well as where we'll be presenting past podcast episodes and a link to the newsletter and other stuff can be found at eroticawakening.com. Nice. So, Don, I'm going to take a uh, show <clears throat> that we talked about, the R show, mm-hmm. Rope. It will have references to an interview that does not exist. I'm going to toss it on the end of the show just for fun. Oh, really? Really, really? Well, yes. that's awesome. So, but you know what? There is also a contest that's going on, a tentacle contest. We should talk about that because there was not a winner last week. And it doesn't take much to be a winner. All you have to do is find tentacles. Indeed. EA listeners could participate in the Find the Tentacle contest and win handmade kinky crafts. By heading over to KinkyCraft, sorry, KinkCraft.co slash Erotic Awakening. There you will find directions on how to find tentacles. So each week a winner will be selected at random to receive anything from the site for free. And if you don't win, you can still use the discount code of Dan and Dawn, all one word, to get a 10% discount off the entire order. Uh, nope, that's about it. We are going to go ahead and cobble some uh, other shows and other stuff onto this one. Um, stu- I, the funny thing is I have no clue what we talked about a year ago on that one bit. <laughs> so it's hard to tell. So surprise, surprise chat at the end of the show. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. Today on the podcast, not a lot except for... 
you get to share your first experience flying in a rope harness. I do, I do. We talked to Sparky. So I interviewed him at Trist after he uh, suspended me, which is my first rope suspension. So that'll be nice. It's a great interview. Yep, we've known Sparky and Red for quite some time from our various trips to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And uh, as well as Sushi Girl, who we've not known as long, but was certainly... If she was raw fish, I'd eat her. <laughs> not That's sure what good that to know. Um, <laughs> raw fish is not what I want to think when I think about eating. <laughs> but not a whole lot on the show, else on the show tonight. We do have um, uh, a question of the day that we are developing into its own show, a couple letters down the way, so nothing there. Uh, anything else going on? Well, we did get some tentacle links from Void George, so I was just looking through those, and um, yay! So we're actually, um, at the moment, we're trying to find a house to move to. So we're uh, about done with apartment life, so we're looking for a house. And what Void George sent me is all house-related. It is tentacle pillows and shower curtains and wall sconces and, whoa, sorry, even a shower drain (laughs) and, uh, oh, my God, drawer and cabinet knobs. All of these are tentacles. And, I mean, I could just keep scrolling through here. This is awesome. But you won't because I have to live there, too. I know. You get final say. No undersea adventures. Though I would like to do the bathroom in undersea adventures. We could do a tentacle bathroom. I'll never get you out of it. That'd be awesome. So, thank you, Boy George. Yes, absolutely. And also, uh, we received a CBT College poster, which I don't think is actually CBT, a college for cock and ball torture. No, it was training, Central something Central something. Transit <laughs> so, but yes, the CBT College. Uh, yeah, some people would like that. Absolutely. Some people could teach that. <laughs> so, you've got a class that you're teaching on Sunday for the... Columbus Energy Exchange. I've actually got a couple of classes, but yeah, Sunday we have, is... We had a lot of responses to Path of the Kiddishti uh, Sacred Sexuality episode last week. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people want to get their woo on, and this will be a good opportunity for those local to get their woo on, I assume. Is that Absolutely. what this class is about? Yeah, well, it's uh, Columbus Energy Exchange, which just started up again. And um, what I'm going to be teaching is how to develop ritual for sacred sexuality. So I'll go over some basics of ritual design and then specifically how to incorporate it into a um, sacred sexuality practice. And I might even have them design one and we put it on during the class. Neat. So, yeah, that'll be fun. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So tonight I'm teaching, so here, here's uh, across the span. I'll be doing a lot of clergy work this weekend and yeah. teaching on spirituality. Tonight at the Sangha group, which mm-hmm. is totally vanilla. There's kink people that go there, but it's totally vanilla. But anyway, um, I'll be teaching how to break habitual patterns. So, well, leading, not really, well, it's still kind of teaching. Sure, but I kind of sure. talk the first part of it, and then for the second hour, it's kind of like roundtable discussion. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, so that'll be fun, too. So you're gonna be busy. I ain't doing jack shit. You're going on vacation, lucky dog. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Well, that is about it as far as um, what's going on well, with us. Yeah, almost. Um, you had one more thing about the episodes. Oh uh, yeah. So somebody wrote us recently and said they've been listening to all the back episodes, but they started at episode seventy because that's the way iTunes works. So I had to look into that, mm-hmm. and that's true. iTunes only holds 300 episodes. Wow. So since we are at 369, right. they only hold from uh, 69 forward, or okay. something nearly exactly so like that. So do they keep dropping one off right. the end? Right. When, okay, so that's, Fortunately, not off the front, but off right. the end. Well, that's good to know, because I actually have it on my bucket list to start at number one and to listen to all of them. And um, I may have to speed up the speed on them from like number one through 20 right (laughs) we talked really slow but um i really i want to listen so we have to what go to the website absolutely if you go to eroticawakening.com slash podcast you can uh right there on the page you'll see where the current episodes are but you'll see kind of dead center listen to all episodes that uh, you can see all of them since our uh the beginning a link there Okay, so that's good to know, because I do. I want to start from number one, and I know a couple of other people that have it on their bucket list to um, 
or their 101 in a thousand and one day list mm-hmm. to uh, listen to all of the episodes. Our, our very first podcast was Thursday, February 12th, 2009. Wow. Uh, that was a uh, poly podcast, Polly in mm-hmm. the Round. Yep, I started listening to that one, and I know Jay Wiseman was early on, mm-hmm. and um, we had a couple of other really good good speakers that were early on, but uh, you know, it just struck me, if I listen to one a day, it'll take me more than a year yep, to listen absolutely. to all the podcasts, right. <laughs> isn't that kind of scary? I'll be listening to us. Man, that's kind of vain, isn't it? Vain, narcissistic. No, I just like to hear your voice. <gasps> and you're going to be gone all weekend, so I'll probably be listening to quite a few. You know, part of this is, um, and I know you like to listen to it when I'm not here. Yes, it I like together, your voice. But, um, just to follow up, last week we talked about a friend's passing. Mm, mm-hmm. Interesting that when you've done a podcast for six years, it's slowly, it's becoming a reflection it's it's becoming a history yeah. of people that are no longer around way back on episode 10 we um epi- we interviewed flag right who had a new book and he has since passed um and as we go through the episodes as as the reality of life is uh we're catching more and more people that you know are no longer with us and of course you know that's nothing good or bad. That's the nature Just of the life. Just the way it is. Right. But it, it's interesting to become part of the, in that small little regard, we've become part of the history mm-hmm. of kink and BDSM and alternative sexuality. And it's kind of neat to know that, um, you know, for those that were close to and lost flag, they can go back and have and some, an audio him. record of him in right. that regard. So. And we, I think we have Master Rick on audio on the podcast at some point because I know we interviewed um, we had the the uh, mic set up during an NLA meeting we and I think one, he was we, there I absolutely I know for fact and Master House Rick Meta for the House Meta one for right? House Meta yeah. so ooh that'll be hard to listen to I may yeah. put that in anyway because I'm going to go visit his slave on Saturday so uh, yes a record of a record of the history. Yeah. But you yeah. know what? That kind of just that thought makes me want to look into um, Will more, as in Women in Leather Legacy. <laughs> because the winner of Women in Leather Legacy, Will, that's mm-hmm. their job is to interview women in leather and record it for the leather archives. Huh. So that would be neat. Though I want to do it with everybody. You know, Crazy Heart gets to do that. When he just interviews people, he's right. got people across right. the board. I mean, that's really so what his he's got, about. yeah. So he's got, he's got that as well. So crazy heart with the people of kink. So, and we do have um, some new, uh, you know. I, I, well, I don't want to prequel. We have new things on the horizon for the podcast and the podcast network. I don't want to prequel those too much. I do hope people are heading over to Erotic Awakening Podcast Network and hearing, like you said, hearing people like Crazy Heart and his People of Kink uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. Mr. Well Simone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as well as all the others. Uh, I thought you were going to keep going. You said Mr. Simone, like you're going to say more. Yeah, Lee Harrington, and you know we have quite a few more. So I can't list them all at this point. Well, that's because we've grown to eleven mm-hmm. different podcasts. So I think we're just uh, dragging it out at this point. Anything else? That yeah, you just say? one more thing, and that is the tentacle contest. There was not a winner last week. You know what? It's almost guaranteed. Guaranteed, guaranteed. I can't say guaranteed. No. But if you go and you look for tentacles, it's very possible you will win a free item. Absolutely. So, and where is that at? That would be by heading on over to find the tentacle contest. Uh, you'll find out more about that at the end of the show, but I'm going to tell okay. you now. Okay. Just head over to kinkcraft.co slash erotic awakening and follow the directions to find the tentacles. So each week, one winner will be selected at random So and receive anything from the site for free. And if you don't win, you can still use the discount code Dan and Dawn to get 10% discount off the entire order. So go to kinkcraft.co. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. We also have a question of the day, and that question of the day, again, I am uh, going to do what I did last week. I'm going to surprise you, not warn you about it beforehand, and again, it's going to come off of the BDSM community website of Reddit. Hmm. And uh, and now, this does not imply that I'm a big Reddit fan for I this particular... I still haven't checked it out. Uh, I'm not... <laughs> uh, 
So, for example, one of the questions was, or one of the comments was, uh, I beat my first slave last night, and here's the experience. Mm-hmm. And I immediately could care less what they actually posted, and I wanted to get into this whole debate about language. Right. But I will not bother. Uh, instead, I will go with this question. What, Dawn, are yes, some sir. of your favorite Home Depot buys? And not just Home Depot, but non-naughty uh, vendor, naughty store buys oh, that we use for BDSM. So kind of like the pervertibles. Exactly. Hmm. And now, the reason that this comes up for me is, and, and you can't use this, I haven't used this oh, on you no. yet. I just bought two very pretty, fancy, big, long shoehorns from IKEA that is going to be added to our bag. We were there on my birthday, and it yes. still hasn't been used. That's true. I look forward to it. Good. I hope so. <laughs> so, awesome, awesome. Um, I like the clothespins, the rice paddles, the pizza slice wooden thingies that you lift pizza slices with. The oh, It's from IKEA, too. The little plastic... Or silicone covered thing, spatula like. Yeah, it's kind of long spatula like. I don't know what the hell you're supposed to lift with that thing. Miniature brownies, maybe, or miniature cookies, or <laughs> I, I forget what someone said that it was really for. But I love that, and it's, it is. It's like metal covered with not Teflon, silicone, and then, um, boy, your phone's gonna make noises on this one too. Yes. <laughs> and obviously. I've bought rope from those places, even though that's not the good kind. Um, hairbrushes, ping pong paddles. I so let me reiterate what the question <laughs> actually is. What is your favorite? What is my Not your favorite, favorite. 50. Um, you know, I'd have to say the ping pong paddle. Good. Yeah? Yeah. I okay. have to work up to it, but I like it. It doesn't okay. have sandpaper. It's rubberized. Uh, what did I forget? You forgot many things. But, I know. And because it's funny <laughs> if we think about what goes in the toy bag, right? Mm-hmm. Most of the stuff we have in the toy bag is legitimate um, stuff right. that we've gotten from vendors and stuff. And we right. always caveat if you're going to buy, if you're going to use things that are not from quality BDSM vendors, mm-hmm. then you have some additional risk. And I want to I change my answer. You're changing your answer, are you? Yes. Well, don't take mine. Well, no, I already mentioned it. I'm just okay. moving it to the top. All right, what is it? Clothespins. Top of the list now. I love the clothespins. I okay. love the daisies on the nipples. I, lo- I love anything with breast and nipples anyway, So or inner thighs. <gasps> or when you lined them up on my pussy lips mm-hmm. and then fucked me. <laughs> that is a, I, was that pleasant? Clothespins. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Clothespins wins. Don't change your mind when you hear mine. Oh, shit, because I just had another one pop into my, my head. My problem is, for a long time, has been... Um, I have had, as I've mentioned before, some world-class teachers try and teach me how to do rope. Mm-hmm. And rope just doesn't do it for me. I don't mm-hmm. connect to it. I, don't, I practiced <sighs> for a while, and I just didn't do it. But uh, some years, a couple, two years ago, I guess it's been now, we went to a class with, uh, what was the guy's name? Simon Blaze. Oh, Blaze. Oh. And, um, oh. That's my... Okay. I won't say it. I won't say it. Do you hear the pitch of the voice change? And although we've seen other people use it, the class turned me on to how I could use it. Mm-hmm. And what he calls Blaze Wrap is actually more commonly known as packing wrap that you might get at a U-Haul truck. Mm-hmm. It thinks saran wrap, but it's not really saran wrap. It's packing wrap. Right, right. But it's, it's similar the, to the, that. The tough stuff. And that allows me to do resistance... And bondage stuff, but it's also very um, creative, oh, right? I can build creative. spider webs out of it. Uh-huh. We can, all kinds of fun, creative stuff. So can, my favorite non-pervertible, <coughs> or the, it would be the what uh, he would call blaze wrap, what I would call the wrapping wrap mm-hmm. that you get from a U-Haul. You have wrapped me in such a way between two poles, and then start because there's some give to it, and the more you pull or push against it the more it stretches and you had wrapped enough around me that you could push me backwards and I'd only go a little bit, kind of like a swing. And then you push me forward a little bit more. Well, that would stretch it. So the next time you push me backwards, I went back further until you got to the point where you kicked my feet out from under me. And then I and laid on the floor and I just kind of went, <laughs> nothing I could do. Hands aren't touching anything. Feet For are not the on the floor. For the audience members that are not watching, which is everybody but me, that noise that she made was not just a... She wasn't minding a squeaky door. 
She was miming falling slowly to the ground. I don't know why. On the letter top of you. Is the because noise that's for what that. it felt like. It kind of just, it was neat. I felt like mini-me. No, <laughs> Glad that you feel like mini-me. If you'd like to tell us what your favorite perver- pervertibles are, <laughs> you can get a hold of us in a variety of ways. For example, you can call us on your telephone for uh, 1-614-414-2072. Or you can email us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Or you can use the aforementioned Twitter. We are Dan and Dawn on Twitter. Indeed. So all kinds of ways to, to get a hold of us. Absolutely. So, Dawn, I see you have more tentacle leaks. Links. I've got one more, but you notice how much room it took up on the notes? <laughs> you put you three sentences about this particular link, about this tentacle. tentacle. Well, I just got it, and it's by, um, well, it, the link was sent to me by Suki's Bill, mm-hmm. and it is a tattoo, but you got to picture this, right? The tattoo, well, actually, I'm not sure if it's a tattoo or if it's, or if it's airbrushing. They just say artwork. So her legs are spread. She's pointed towards the camera, and her legs are spread, right? Mm-hmm. And she's got a pierced clit, and the octopus is pink, but it's been made to look like a monster, mm-hmm. okay? So the head of it is on her mound, and the legs go up her inner thighs and all the way up to her belly, right? Mm-hmm. But then the mouth the mouth of the monster is up on her mound, and it's got a tongue that flicks out and comes down to her pierced clit. It rocks. <laughs> that is pretty rocky. I went, well, I was getting ready to say, I want someone to do artwork like that on me with an airbrush, mm-hmm. but I'm naughtier than that. I don't just want the artwork. I want my tentacle dildo <laughs> as well as well okay as well right. <laughs> yay and there goes dawn for the rest of the podcast <laughs> it is pretty damn depressive i will give you that it was a pretty neat one so uh for uh tentacle guy chip mm-hmm. and all of our other pod or uh, podcast tentacle providers mm-hmm. which by the way is a real position now welcome to the staff <laughs> <laughs> you get paid the same thing we do um as a tentacle provider. I want to see somebody put that on there. Next time I fill out an insurance form, uh-huh. and then you say, what is your profession? I'm going to say I'm a tentacle, a tentacle provider. provider. Anyway. Nice. Uh, and you need food on boobs. I haven't gotten... Oh, uh, well, no, no. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. What? Uh, do you have some food on boobs? I do have some food on boobs, as a matter of fact. And I don't know... Somebody from the FetLife Senate, I think... And I think I did not write this down properly. I think it was the Brian... Uh, via FetLife sentence. It is not food on boobs per se. It is an entire woman on a pie. <gasps> oh, a cherry pie. It was a cherry pie. Well done. <laughs> so that's nice. something different. So I did get my food on boobs. And, that is awesome. Uh, ShamWow sent me virtual food on boobs. Virtual food on boobs? Yes. You know how um, people with ASCII characters can make little cute cats and stuff. Oh, she did got it with food it. on boobs. Nice, good trick nice. there. So, so I got my food on boobs. For and the we day. had someone at um, the People of Kink podcast party. Yes, we had someone that attempted to go out and get a fruit plate to put on boobs to show you in person, mm-hmm. and was very frustrated they did not get the fruit plate. But they kind of like the runner-up prize, so. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, inside joke. That's <laughs> uh, terrible. Um, you too can lick us on Facebook if that pleases you. Oh, we got through that part already, didn't we? Right, <laughs> indeed, put, indeed. So Megan also liked us on Facebook. Hi, Megan. Nice to make your acquaintance. So, and we've got a couple more new subscribers to the newsletter. Oh, we do, we do. We do. We've got um, Allison from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And Meg from Ontario. Uh, so the way we're supposed to do that is you say one, I say one, you say one, you I say one. You were busy, sir. <laughs> what I touch while we podcast is none of our business. Uh, so we do have a newsletter that we send out about once a month telling people about what we're doing, where we're going, why we're writing them on the newsletter. I don't know what the hell we... What are we... Grab these computers. They're so naughty and so complex. I could pinch them. Well, we went to some very nice places, and there was no Starbucks in the airport. No, so. there was like a Fred's coffee or a yeah. Fernand- Frederick's. Frederick's Fredericks? coffee. Oh, it couldn't have been Fernando's coffee. No, no. That's my pool guy. <laughs> your, your porno <laughs> My pool porno guy. fantasy pool guy, yes. Fernando. Uh-
We'll be back next week with a real episode. Rod Quickening is sponsored in part by the Guilty Pleasure Stage Show and its educational branch, the Monkey Puzzle Club. Join us the third Friday of each month for Fetish Board Play Friday at Club Princeton in Columbus, Ohio. Classes begin at 8 p.m. with party immediately following. You, you? can catch the Guilty <laughs> Pleasure Stage Show at Blue Pickle in Columbus, Ohio, the fourth Friday of every month. The Monkey Puzzle Club meets every Wednesday at 8 p.m. at The Room at the Columbus Insight Center. You know what we didn't talk about was Weird Al fucking Yankovic. Oh my goodness. If you get a chance to go see Weird Al, go see Weird Al. That's probably one of the best shows I ever. I would absolutely say the best show I've been to, and that's been... Uh, we've been to many shows, stage shows, concerts, little shows, big shows. I would absolutely rank Weird Al up at the top. Follow us, the Monkey Puzzle Club, on Twitter at MonkeyPuzzleOH. You can also follow both Guilty Pleasures and Monkey Puzzle Club on FedLife.com for all announcements and discussions. discussions. Bye, Dan. Bye, Don. <laughs>